0: Welcome to Manager Tools today's topic, welcome today, Professional subordination. Chapter Two, Part One. Here we go. All right, Mark. I think the topic today, professional subordination and the welcome today is one of the greatest sins uh, maybe not the greatest sin. I mean, maybe striking your direct would be worse, but this is a huge, huge issue for a huge number of managers. I don't say this very often. But I'm going to say it. I think most of the managers listening to this podcast, as good as they are, fall prey to this all the time and they need to stop. Yeah. And, you know, I wrote this cast really struggling with how assertive I
1: was going to be about the depth of this problem. I would say 90% of managers don't follow this guidance and are completely unaware of its corrosive effects on organizations. And we have, as managers, we have sort of a contextual blindness. I've talked about this before where we see ourselves and we think about how our directs see us. And then we think about how we see our boss. And we never put those things together and ask ourselves what might be right and what might be misleading of our own view of things. And the idea that the organization's all messed up. Because my boss is always doing stuff that you know, or stuff you know, makes decisions I don't support or whatever, and you know, you got to be an individual. So you, you know, you need to tell people this is where I stand on stuff. No, that's not the way it works, folks. That's just wrong on on virtually every level. Um, and in hindsight, many of you longtime listeners know that we covered this before when we did a cast called Murder, the Unchosen Alternative." And I got a question recently, and I realized we hadn't covered this in the right way and I wish now in hindsight this were chapter one before we talked about murdering the unchosen alternative because this issue the issue of your recommendation wasn't turned down you weren't even maybe involved in the decision um, this is far more common and the average manager's approach is far more dangerous
0: than most of us realize right and let's be real clear the problem we're talking about here your boss your boss's boss somebody up the chain made a decision and you disagree with it Right. Right. And you've got to communicate it to your folks. And you need to communicate the decision supportively, supportively, both in public and in private. Yeah, I would even go,
1: go a little further, Mike. I would say it's not that you necessarily disagree with the decision. It's just that you don't like it or you know your team won't like it or it affects you negatively. I mean, it's not even that you know what the decision was in some cases. Somebody comes down and says, we're going to do laughs. Well, look, look let's, let's, here's some examples because I started the cast with some examples. I want to walk through the theory, but we're also going to answer. We're going to give you script for the answers. And some of you, your mouths are going to hang open. You are going to be almost unable to do the professional thing. And we, we're not casting Persians here, guys. We believe that many of you are so used to being yourself as opposed to subordinating yourself. That's where the title, professional subordination, comes from to the mission of the organization. And that very thing is what
0: makes one of the things that makes organizations great. You're unaware that you're not doing the right thing. Most of you are going to have to work very hard on this, it will not come naturally. You'll listen to this podcast. Ten minutes later, you'll be in a conversation or a meeting with your directs, and you'll do the exact same thing that we said don't do, right? You're going to have to actively work on it. This thing will not resolve itself through knowledge. It's work. You don't get to say the boss says we have to do this. Folks, if you've ever said that and you've aligned
1: yourself with your team, that's wrong. That is abdicating your responsibility as a manager. You never get to say that. Hey, guys, I pitched it. We didn't get it. You know, or hey. Hey. They made the decision, and, you know, we got to move. Sorry. Yeah, this sucks, but nothing I can do about it. Yeah, this (laughs) sucks, nothing I can do about it. Exactly. Even that is wrong. It is, I am now on your side, and everybody else is against us, or somebody else made the decision, and that's where the welcome to they comes from. Right,
0: and then you wonder why everybody in the organization hates, quote-unquote, management. You're
1: part of the problem, dude. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're throwing your boss under the bus.
0: And every other manager, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Give us this so, example.
1: Yeah. So, so example. You're in your boss's office, and he tells you that his budget has been cut, and your team will have to give up three of its team members. Or, she says, there's a new project that supersedes yours, and all of your team's work that you've been working on for three months won't be needed, won't be used, and they'll transition to other work. Or your boss says, sorry, but the pitch you and one of your teams made was
0: denied. Yeah, to say you're disappointed is probably an understatement, right? Yeah, but you're frustrated, and that's that's it's understandable, right? I'd I'd be there, I'd be disappointed, I'd be frustrated, maybe a little angry. Yeah, but what really matters is what you're going to tell your team because
1: you're obligated to support the decision without complaint, and as you said, Mike, at the top of the show, publicly and privately. And this is where this topic, kind of the the title of this show, comes from. Welcome to They. Folks, when someone says in the organization, they say we have to do something, if you're a manager, you're part of they. And if you ever say they about the people above you, you can never find fault when you one of your directs says to one of his peers, Yeah, the boss says we have to do this, but I don't really want to. What makes you think your people will do great work if they say, well, the boss says we want to, but I don't want to do it, whatever? You know you're not going to get good quality work out of that. Well, when you say they, they said this, they said that, I disagree, what makes you think your boss thinks you're going to do things well? The answer is he won't, and you're just being selfish, and that's hard to hear, and Mike and I have both lived it, but... The fact is, you're part of they, you're part of the organization. You don't speak for you.
0: And I thought management was easy, right? That's- yeah. <laughs> well, actually,
1: you know what? Management isn't complex. It's hard because some of the behaviors you have to engage in without training are hard to know and understand. And, and you know, guys, I got to tell you, people get fired for this. I got to tell you, some VP stands in front of his group and says, hey, you know, I don't know, the old man said this or that, and so, and the CEO's watching, takes him aside and said, you're fired. You think that's what I pay you for, throwing me into the bus? No. No. There are times when we do what you want, and there are times when the organization needs you to do what the organization needs you to do. This was one of those times and you didn't do it. Yeah. You behave selfishly and personally, and you're no longer a part of
0: the team. Folks, it happens. Beating a dead horse, I'm sorry, but I, I feel pretty passionately about this one. When that VP gets out there and says that, you know what he's saying? He's saying, Yeah, we gotta do it, but a half assed job is okay. That's what he's saying. Right? Yeah. Don't don't work real hard. Yeah, it's it's stupid. So, you know, we gotta go through the motions. That's how the CEO views it. Frank, that's how I'd see it. Yeah, you just told people to half-step it. I call BS on that. Sorry. <laughs> I'll stop <laughs> ranting. Yeah,
1: okay. All right. But no, I'm, I'm actually glad. I feel like this is a, a good cast for you to be on a soapbox for a change um, because I found I had to write this in a very academic way to keep from saying, folks, you're really wrong. Um, okay, so three points we want to make. First, you must fully support the decision publicly. You also must fully support the decision privately. There's not an escape hatch here, folks. And the undergirding of all this is you speak for the firm. You do not speak for yourself, ever, as a manager.
0: You don't. Okay, so you must support the decision publicly. I'll just, I'll just summarize, I, I think what this means is when a professional manager, folks, if you, if you consider yourself a professional manager, right. when you communicate a decision, when you communicate that decision, Nobody in that, or- in that organization, nobody hearing what you said would be able to discern that you disagree at all. Yeah. Now, I will tell
1: you, folks, that you'll notice it's that we said you must fully support the decision publicly and privately, okay? It's okay to disagree. You're entitled to, to judgment, to discernment, to carefulness, to having a point of view. However, you have to fully support it, okay? If you can't do that, then you're doomed in organizational life. You simply are. So we understand that you might disagree. We understand that it's hurtful. And maybe it's not a question of disagreement. It's just a question of, you know, people, you know, it's going to be painful or whatever. Um, But you have an obligation. And as Mike said, nobody should be able to tell. We're going to describe later the rationale for this. But look, let's start with what to do. And here's what I've done in probably 200 coaching situations that I've had over the last 20 years to 25 years um, before we take you through the rationale let's take you through the preparation technique that I use okay I simply ask an executive that I'm coaching that has to do this what would I say or do if I were communicating this with my actual full support what would my approach be if I were the champion of this idea What would my tone be? What would the venue be? What would the words be? What would I say? Okay Now some of you are listening to that and overreacting to it and saying well That would mean I would say something like you guys are not gonna believe this great news. We've got okay. Well, that's (laughs) that's okay. We're not
0: saying I don't think you're saying
1: that are no look because that's a false opposite argument, right? You don't do that kind of cheerleading now folks. I, I bet anyway, okay? The point of the approach that I'm recommending here is to start with where you should be. And we don't use should too often at Manager Tools. What would the truly professional response and activity be in this situation? That's what you would ask yourself. And the reason why I start there with someone I'm coaching is this is an antidote to what most of us do. We start out with our biases, with our disappointment, with our concern, with our worry about our team, with the potential impact on our ability to achieve what we want to achieve in our own minds, and then we work our way up to some kind of communication that meets a minimum standard, but frankly, To anyone with any sense at all clearly shows you're simply towing the company line while obviously sharing how you really feel folks you don't get paid to tow the company line you get paid to be the company and we'll talk more about your role power and where that comes from and what it means later look think about this situation for a second you're a director you're a manager of managers okay some of your managers were hoping to hear that the company you work for had chosen Plan X. Some others wanted the company to choose Plan Z. The company only had resources for one, and the decision was for Plan X. Since you no longer get to talk directly to the individual contributors who action the plans of things like X or Z in the field, and you have to rely on your managers to do that for you and the for, and essentially for you and for the firm, how much less effective are you willing to allow those who wanted plan Z implemented and it didn't, how much less effective do you are you gonna tolerate them being when they start communicating the plan and they create detailed activity process because they didn't support it? And what's funny about this, Mike, when I ask managers this in the field, they're like, Well, no, that's not how it works. You're right, yeah, no, right, right. no, no, no. I mean I you know, they have to do it well. But, but yeah, look, really. but, but you know they won't. You know they won't. Put yourself in their shoes. Here's the thing. And you say, well, that's different. I'm just communicating. No, that's your job is to communicate. If you don't manage the individual contributors, and, and even if you do – your primary job, if not your only job, is to be part of the waterfall and to detail what the impact of the decision or the idea or the plan or the process or the procedure or the the strategy or the tactics, or whatever, what they mean. And you're supposed to encourage people. If you've been to one of our conferences, you know that the first page of the Manager Tools, Effective Manager Conference slide decks, the, the fundamental principle of management is to encourage uh one of the underpinnings is you you encourage people to go do good work so guys the right approach for you as a manager for your boss and for her boss and all the bosses is to support all corporate decisions fully to the best of your ability to the best of their ability not you get to be hurt and do your job no you do your job well you don't get paid to do your job well only if it's convenient, only if you like it, only if it agrees with you, only if it's fun. okay? In fact, I just read somewhere recently. I've got to find the, the reference as I, I was thinking about it as I wrote this, and this is going to just blow people away. The idea that work must be fun is ludicrous historically. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but guys, duty was the purpose of work for hundreds of years. And because media, newspapers, magazines, TV, blogs, websites are interested in capturing your attention, they tell you things you want to hear or point out things that will irritate you so that your emotions will get involved. And all of us would love for work to be fun. But the idea of work being fun didn't exist in the world until maybe... 40 years ago, if that long. It may have been 20, 25 years ago. Work was duty. One of my favorite quotes is, I slept and dreamed that life was beauty and woke and realized life was duty. Duty is like D-U-T-Y, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Duty honor country. Yeah. And guys, as an aside, this happens all the time among the best managers in the best companies in the world. They step up, and they communicate as if they were completely supportive i've I've said this before the word belief the root word of the word believe the english word believe is to act as if so the whole point of fully support is you must act as if so that your directs can't tell and when they ask you you can say no i support this well gee it seems like you wouldn't it seems like it's bad for us no guys sorry you know i know this is hard and i work for the company And this is what the company's doing, and I'm on board with it. And, yes, there will be a person or two who will say, wow, you're a turncoat. You're not on our side. And i got to tell you, first of all, you're not a turncoat. That person is suggesting I'm not part of the company. Right. I I mentioned that among the best managers and the best companies in the world, uh, particularly among top managers who know that, if they start out, if the CEO talks to an SVP and the SVP waters down the message, by the time it gets five lovers down, it's this sucks. We hate this company, <laughs> you know. And in fact, the CEO doesn't know that's going on, or if he did, he would. I mean, that would be hell to pay. Yeah, and you wonder why change efforts don't don't. Yeah, do well, exactly. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, that's why CEOs say, "I feel like my job is running an oatmeal." But most folks don't know that this being done right happens all the time in the greatest organization of the world. Because the media doesn't cover the inside of firms. And the models we so often have regarding following the party line are few and far between. And in fact, in most cases, again, the media covers drama, which is disagreement, dissent, and conflict, or the lone voice standing up and saying, I'm a whistleblower, this is wrong. Folks, for 99.9999999% of the actions you take at work, doing email, those kind of things, you're not a whistleblower to stand up and say, I disagree. Whistleblowing is for ethical violations, legal, lawful, unlawful contact, um, illicit or unlawful uh, conduct, or um, immoral or amoral behaviors. We're not saying you shouldn't be a whistleblower. In those cases, there's always an exception for ethics. But fundamentally, Your job is not to toe the party line. Your job is to embrace what the company wants, to think of it from the standpoint of how would I behave if I believe this? Because that's what belief is, to act as if. What
0: would it sound like? It would sound like you saying, hey, here's what we're going to do and here's why we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a subtle distinction, right, between expressing disappointment and exposing your disagreement. And oh, yeah. a lot of managers listening are going to be the mindset, like, I'm going to agree, but commiserate, right? Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, they're seeing a way to be
1: supportive of the company, but also to commiserate with their people. And the idea would be to do what you're supposed to do, support the decision, and express the sentiment that's echoed by your team, frustration, disappointment, whatever. We're not going to sit here and flatly prescribe that you do that. And prohibit that you do that but folks i i gotta tell you very few people i've ever met in my life maybe a dozen can pull that off
0: well enough to make the group believe that they actually support the decision folks your your people are not stupid you do that they see what you're where you're coming from is like I, I gotta agree i'm gonna support it but i'm gonna commiserate with you which is just another way of saying you disagree yeah yeah you don't want to prescribe it I would, i am like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably differ from you a little bit. It's like, no, knock it off. Right. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. that's just me. Too many of us, I think, feel
1: the pull of the group and end up spending so much time sympathizing. Our responsibility it supports gets lost. We say that we support it, but then we share emotions that completely suggest the opposite. And if you do it, it's highly unlikely you will succeed. And if you miss, it's complete fail. It's like you're trying to do two things Poorly at the same time rather than one thing well. So we don't recommend it. Mike feels strongly about this, so I'm going to take Mike's side. We are now proscribing this approach. Okay, I'm going to mark this on the calendar. Look, trying to appease your directs, you'll end up actually losing respect and you won't gain their alignment. And their alignment is going to determine how well they do on the task. Yeah. Now, look, I promised some scripts and I know these are going to be problematic for people. Um, But hey, Management's not easy in the sense that, you know, it's 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 hard. It, at times, you have to make tough decisions. If it were easy, third graders would be doing it, and the pay would be a lot less. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good thing it's hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let's go back to that first one. You're in your boss's office. He tells you budget has been cut, and your team's going to have to give up three members. Now, we're going to assume for a moment here that you can share the cutback information with your team that it's not still embargoed. Um, here's how it might sound. Folks, our group leadership, including me, have made a decision to reduce the size of our team from 10 to 7. It's a hard decision, but necessary in light of the direction of the firm and evaluation of costs and future direction. I know it's hard to hear. I'll be working with my boss to determine who stays and who has to leave. I'll be meeting with each of you individually to discuss your situation privately. Another one, your boss says there's a new project that supersedes the one you and your team are working on. All of your team's work is going to be shelved, and they'll transition to other work. Dudes, we've made a decision to change direction based on customers in the market. We've decided to shutter Project Charlie Whiskey. We won't be working on it any further. The work will be shelved for now. And our work is going towards Sierra Romeo starting in about 10 days. That gives us enough time to create some closing documentation and determine how to integrate into the Sierra guys' workflows. Okay. Your boss says, sorry, the pitch one of your teams or one of your team members or one of your teams made was denied. Here's what you say. You say to your team, folks, we won't be doing Project Orange. We decided to go with Peach. Both had merits, but we can't do both, and we went with Peach. These can be tough calls, but this one was fair and reasonable. And now we get to work on peach. And that's the answer, guys. We're going to start working on peach.
0: Yeah. So notice, I mean, the thing that's pretty clear to me, and I want (laughs) folks, you you need to hear that. He used we, he didn't say they, he didn't say my boss. He didn't say Mary. He said, we, right. I didn't use the passive voice of, I've been informed. Right, exactly. We made a decision. We, the company, you, the manager, are part of the company. You are you are the company to your directs. It's we. It's not they. You're part of they. <laughs> Acknowledge it.
1: And I'll tell you, the first few times you do this, If you record yourself, you realize that your your vocabulary is all about you and your team. If there's a line drawn between layers of the company, the line has to be between you and your team, and you side with your boss and her boss and her boss and so on. Yeah, simple. Now, look, you're going to get questions. Even when there is a tone from someone that suggests incredulity, like, you're kidding, right? You're kidding. No, you're kidding, boss. You have to stay the course. And it might sound like this. Sorry, guys. I know this may not be what you wanted. I support it. I'm behind it. And I expect you to be, too. I'm happy to discuss it further with you individually in the days ahead. But don't expect different answers in private. We are no longer in debate or discussion or brainstorm mode. I can hear venting mode, but don't ask me to agree with you. We're in execution mode, and I expect your best always when it comes to execution. Not your best for something you disagree with, but your best, period.
0: Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long, folks.